Jesus went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Just say this, The Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all of the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. Palm Sunday marks the beginning of Holy Week as we travel with Jesus from his triumphant entry into Jerusalem with people singing Hosanna and waving palm branches, welcoming him as a king to his death on a tree in between two criminals whose names were not even recorded for history. Throughout the week, Jesus teaches at the temple, angers his critics and his enemies, is betrayed by one of his disciples shares a meal with his closest friends, pleads with God to let this cup pass from him, is arrested, and he's abandoned by his disciples. He's beaten and forced to carry the cross on which he will hang. Talk about a full week. During this season of Lent, we've focused on being hopeful in a world that's weary. During Holy Week, we run the full gamut. Palm Sunday, filled with hope that Jesus was the Messiah that the Jews were looking for, the one who would overthrow the Roman rule and restore the glory of the kingdom during the days of King David and King Solomon. And then we move to instead a Jesus who spoke very little during his trial, who was mocked and beaten and then hung on the cross. The Messiah that the Jews thought was going to change their world died right in front of their eyes, their hopes dying along with him. There's so much to unpack with the events leading up to and surrounding Jesus' last days. Why was he willing to let this happen? Why did it need to happen? Why would he share a meal with someone who he knew was going to betray him? A man who he knew would deny him? A group who he knew would abandon him? Why would he not fight back when he knew that he was innocent of all of the charges laid against him? Why? Jesus did it because Jesus loves us. Jesus did it to save us. That seems way too simple an answer, 
but it's why. Jesus didn't fight back because he knew that this was the cup that the Father had given him. Jesus shared a meal with his closest friends, even though he knew one would betray him, one would deny him, and the rest would abandon him because he still loved them. And he went to the cross for them also. That, that is what unconditional love looks like. So where is the hope in this? We too, like those who sang out loud hosannas to Jesus when he came into Jerusalem, we can also fall silent in the face of oppression. We also can betray, deny, or abandon Jesus in our thoughts, our words, and our deeds. We can get caught up in the fury and frenzy of a crowd. And even when we do, Jesus still died for us. Even when we weep with shame over things that we've done or failed to do, Jesus still died for us. Even if we instantly regret an action that we have done and fling the rewards of that action to the ground like Judas did with the 30 pieces of silver he received for his betrayal of Jesus. Jesus still died for us. Jesus even said on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. So many wanted Jesus to be that Messiah who would overthrow the Roman rule. They wanted him to take up arms and fight for their freedom and be proclaimed a king just like his ancestor David. Jesus was the Messiah, but not necessarily the Messiah they were looking for. Because instead of freeing them from the rule of the Romans, he freed them from the bondage of sin and death. Instead of the glorious kingdom of old that Jesus would rule over, Jesus' kingdom is in heaven. We look to the cross. In the hands of those who condemn Jesus to death, it is a sign of torture, cruelty, and punishment. Through the hands, feet, and body of Jesus, it shows an innocent man hanging on a tree for the sins of the world. And the empty cross, that is a sign of new life, of forgiveness, of redemption, and hope. The journey to the empty cross is dark, it's weary, and hope seems lost. Because of Jesus though, the journey does not end in darkness. Hope shines through as we move from the darkness of Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday into the light of Easter. We may feel weary, but through Christ, we are filled with hope as we await the resurrection. Thanks be to God for this. Amen. This next week, as we journey to the cross and the empty tomb, I encourage you to reflect on these questions. First, think to a time in your life when hope seemed lost. 
what lifted you up? And second, what does it mean to know that you have been saved through Jesus' death on the cross?